At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Welcome to the Gravity Leadership Podcast. Gravity Leadership is a growing network of people who believe the center of the Christian life is the love of God revealed in Jesus Christ, and that learning to take love seriously is vital for how we practice discipleship, mission, and leadership. The Gravity Leadership Podcast explores, in practical ways, how to root our lives and our leadership in this love that holds all of us and everything together. Welcome to the Gravity Leadership Podcast. I'm Christy Penley, and I'm here with Ben. How are you, hey, man? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, Christy? I'm good. Actually, yeah. I'm not good. No, that's that's no. totally a lie. Look at that. Yeah. I- <laughs> Starting lying just right uh, off right off the right, right off the bat today. I, just lying. Like, I am good in the big grand scheme of the, things. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. But Your right life's before. Not no, but right before we jumped on to do this, um, mm. I was doing some like serious parenting, Ooh. and. You know, I don't know about you, but it takes a toll after a while. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, mm. can I just like wave the yellow flag, the white flag? I'm, mm-hmm. I need a break. Um, I need a break. But actually, what I just did to you is what my kid did. <laughs> oh, to- told you that they were good when they weren't good. Uh, no, it was like way worse than that. But they lied. Oh. They lied to my face. Uh, and then when I kind of thought they were lying, mm. I like, I was like, I need you to look me in the eye. And they looked me in the eye, and they lied again. Wow. And I was like, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm in it right now, Ben. I'm yeah. in it. And I, that's, that's hard. Somehow lying like, gets under my skin in, mm. in, a, in a real way. So, mm. um, yeah. So that's, all those listeners out there, if you're listening and you have some advice for me, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I will take it. Right to podcast at gravityleadership.com. That's Attention, right. Christy, advice. <laughs> No, Help for the liars. <laughs> it's yeah. Well, it's inter- it's interesting in the language of uh, gra- our Gravity Leadership Academy. Uh, you're having a Kairos around, I am. That, right? It's like yep. it's interesting that I mean, it's obviously it's not it's not okay. You know, uh, lying is not okay. But it's interesting that you're that it bothers you as much as it does. 
that specific right. little act of you know yes. uh, deception or childishness like that specific one that really bothers you huh yeah and I think it's pro- I mean honestly there's stuff to dig in and I will do that after this podcast but uh, <laughs> honestly it's what's funny to me is that the very first naughty thing that I remember getting punished for mm-hmm. was lying oh. So, well, I mean, it's in my story, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I lied yeah. to my mom. I didn't want to tell her the truth. And uh-huh. she spanked me, um, yeah. which, I mean, my mom is the most gentle person ever. Sure. Um, I had never been spanked before. And she put yeah. me over her knee. I was so scared. I peed all over her. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway. I, I started so laughing. Like, and I was like, should I? Oh, shoot. I know. I know. I know. No, it's a, a totally it's, it's, it's like it's, it's seared of, in my brain. I mean, it was a yeah. traumatic a moment for it my, was, yeah. even though it was. Maybe that's part of it. Yeah. That's so um, I think that there is something in there for me to <laughs> dig out. And um, I just don't want that for my kid, right? Yeah. I go down the, the path of like, if you lie now, you're going to lie when you're. Mm-hmm. In a job, and you're going to get fired, and then you're going to lie oh. to your future spouse, and then you're going to get divorced, and you're going to lie to, you know, who, oh. who knows? You're going to end yeah. up in prison. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, okay, you're catastrophizing he lied it. Yeah. About yeah. throwing a ball at his brother. Like, that's, yeah. that's what he did. So, yeah. I need to reality check. He was check. afraid of getting in trouble. He totally was. It's, he totally it's was. totally normal. Yep. Anyway, well, speaking of talking to our kids. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we we're talking, we we're talking to David uh, to David. This interview. yeah, David Eaton is a dear friend of ours here in Colorado Springs. In fact, my mm-hmm. husband and him hung out yesterday, which mm-hmm. is so fun. Um, but David runs this ministry called Access, and it really is bridging parents, resourcing parents and mentors um, to be able to talk to kids about Jesus on all top, like all different kinds of topics. And we dove into it with him. Um, so mm-hmm. things from iPhones to TikTok to pornography, um, they give resources on their website and they're really yeah. phenomenal. So uh, maybe I need to search up lying on lying. Access. See if they- <laughs> <laughs> and tell See me if they have some resources. That's yeah, funny. I'm sure they do. Yeah. So um yeah. yeah, so it, it was no, a really fun interview. Yeah, what were you yeah, saying? Yeah, I really appreciated it as well. I was just gonna, I was just reflecting on it um, a, a little bit, and I, I appreciated it because I, I do think it's one of those areas that, um, you know, our, our podcast is not just for parents and it's not just for um, youth pastors and things like that, but it's for um, Christian leaders, and I think that the the issues that a lot of parents have, sort of the insecurities that. Um, parents have about talking to their kids about this world that their kids are involved in that they they f- it feels like a foreign land yeah to them and there can be a lot of insecurity about like getting it right or not wanting to look dumb um, it's just a it's a it's a weird new uh, landscape um, but I think it I think it affects um, a lot of us in a lot of different ways a lot of Christian leaders in a lot of different ways I think trying to relate to um, young people and kind of how they see the world and, and some of these radical shifts that have happened over the last uh, 20, 30 years in our culture. Um, and yeah. David is a really, uh, just a really grace-filled and uh, helpful resource, I think, for parents to cultivate. Um, he talks a lot in this interview about uh, cultivating an ongoing conversation about all of this stuff, not just having the Oh, I did it. I did yeah. it once. I got a B plus. Yeah. No Great. one and done good type conversations, yeah, it's, right? It's more of this relationship that you want to be cultivating long term. So, yeah. 
Yeah. And that's what I want. I really, even in, in the situation with my own kid, right? Yeah. I mean, right now I want of course. behavior modification. I want it to be <laughs> yes. changed. But ultimately, I really, what I really yeah. want is character development. Yeah. I want fruit to be produced in his life. Yeah, so sure. um, yeah, let's dive in and see what David has to say. Let's do it. David Eaton, welcome to the Gravity Leadership Podcast. So good to be here. <laughs> I am here with Matt, Tebby, and Ben. Hey, hey, Hi, hey, guys. everybody. And we today are here with David, who is truly a friend of mine. Um, he is an author of the book Smartphone Sanity, but he also <laughs> is the founder of Axis Ministries, uh, founded in 2007, that really resources parents and pastors and coaches caring about teens through having conversations. So I'm so glad that you're here, man. You just hung out with my husband for like a week. Yeah, we went on a vacation together. <laughs> it was I was with jealous. I was, other dudes. Yeah. It was four, yes. four days without four days without a phone. Like no yeah. Wi-Fi. I didn't think it that big of a deal, but that was probably a new record for me and it felt pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. He called me from a landline to tell me he was still alive. And I actually texted your wife. David's married to Lindsay and has three kids. And I texted your wife and said, hey, if you haven't heard from David, don't worry about it. He just doesn't have cell phone service or internet, which is wild in, you know, 2021. Thank so. you for that. I mean, it was really fun to pick up because, you know, like when it comes to phones, right, it's one of the greatest changes that's happened. It's maybe the greatest leap in human agency anyone will ever have going from no phone to a smartphone. And mm. me being a... 38 year old, I remember like landlines. I remember the long cords. I remember like the, the, it was just one of those phones that was not corded, but it was still like you had to like hit the talk button, hit one and the area code. It just took me back. I mean, yeah. a long time. And now it's like, here's this thing that's almost, you know, you give a kid a phone, it's bigger, almost bigger than puberty. It's definitely bigger than your driver's <laughs> license. So it's, Kind of big so moves. Yeah. A lot of a lot of kids nowadays they don't even want to get their driver's license. They're like, "Why would I need to drive? I have a phone." <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> my friend will pick me up. Just let me well, text her. Before we get off this call, David, I need some advice because my twelve-year-old and my nine-year-old want a smartphone, and I am oh. I'm I'm running out of ways to say no. Are you going I only, insane? I only because yeah, every day, David has some sanity for you about the smartphone, well, from I'd my to, understanding. I'd love to hear, David, a little bit about the history of Axis, like how you, how that started, why you just started, uh, decided to to jump into this. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your kids? We'll talk about your kids' phones next, but started Axis 15 yeah. years ago, co-founded it with my friend Jeremiah, and big idea behind Axis is we wanted to reach the rising generation, which was our generation at the time, with the gospel and we realized it probably needed some translation so we started creating resources that we would say uh we call it culture translation so if like c.s lewis and mtv if they made a baby they would name their baby axis is the idea <laughs> <laughs> and that's so we're studying like timeless okay there was there was a there was a laugh there it came uh yeah and <laughs> No, I love it, man. It's very Gen X, right? Because MTV. Now, if I said MTV to my kids, they'd be like, "What is that? Is that a streamer?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah normally, I say TikTok, but 
yeah. by the looks of you all and having kids, I thought MTV might be more appropriate. Yeah. So I oh, think you just told us we're old. We are oh, old. By the looks yeah. of you all. Hey, I'm <laughs> sorry. just trying to sorry. translate. I, I appreciate you connecting with me, David. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> connecting with the Gen Xers as a as a millennial. Are thirty? Are you thirty eight? You said is that a millennial? Uh, are you? Millennial? I get to choose. I think it's that kind okay. of in between. Yeah, like, you're on the cusp. Didn't have a smartphone until I was in college. You know that kind of thing. So I kind of right. saw yeah. the, the transition happen. Okay. Cool. So you start with your best friend, and um, did you did you think that you would get into this kind of stuff? Like, how did this become, I guess, important to you? Before you, it sounds like before you had kids or before maybe necessarily you were trying to parent better, you saw this as a need. How did, how did you experience that? What were some of the pain points that led to you guys doing this? I have a, I have a picture of uh, me on a mission trip in high school and I'm like with my church youth group and we like drove, this is before 9-11. So we drove across the border and 15 passenger van and like, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of us in that picture and a handful of the folks on that are like literally preaching the gospel with like a Bible in their hands hmm. and the translator standing next to them. And the three pictures, of the three guys that I have, all three of those fellows right now are no longer following Jesus and they are self-proclaimed atheist or agnostics. So hmm. it totally blew up in college and that got my attention. And so then I said, what's, what's the opportunity here? And it kind of, the training of thought went next is like, Hey, there's like this missing people group and it's the Western teenager. And maybe <laughs> we can take some of the great ideas and translate that because they see the world differently and they live in the same zip code as we do, but they're just mm. are in different places. And then, then a big change happened. So, cause we were like, let's be missionaries the next generation. And uh, I was talking to a young lady and she said, I've only had one real conversation with my dad. And you're like, oh, that's a that's a problem. I mean, I don't, Matt and Ben, I don't know if you have kids. I know Christy does. But can you imagine mm-hmm. your kid saying, I've only had one real substantive conversation. And so when I heard that, I was like, that's terrible. Because you're having like a thousand conversations a week on your smartphone uh, with your friends. And, and her dad's a pastor. And her dad is a Christian university president for like 20 years. And her dad is a member of the Axis board. So it kind of felt like, well, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> oh, geez. This is not good. This is not good. Yeah. How can you only have one conversation? But then she smiled. And uh, I was like, why are you smiling? It's kind of incongruous. And she said again, she says, I've only had one real conversation with my dad. And we've never stopped having that one conversation. <laughs> the idea of mm. having one conversation with your parent that lasts a lifetime with lots of ups and downs, lots of pauses, few arguments, lots of hugs, a few tears here and there. And so all of a sudden we started thinking about things differently at Access. Is like parents are going to have a 60-year discipleship conversation with their kids for good or for bad mm-hmm. sometimes. And instead of us being the missionary in the next generation Access, we realized we're not the missionary. Parents are the missionary. Parents are the heroes. Grandparents are the heroes the next generation needs. So let's be their research assistant. Let's get in their corner and help them talk about things and, you know, that you just might feel behind on because it's so hard to stay on top of things. And it always, there's always been a generation gap, but, you know, that little pocket rectangle we talked about earlier just has accelerated mm-hmm. that gap. And 56% of parents who use our stuff, one of their biggest complaints in life is that uh, they don't know what to say to their kids. And so Access helps them know what to say, knows how to enter into that conversation in a non-anxious way. 
Yes. I want to amen that because as a family pastor, I so strongly believe that parents are the primary spiritual influencers of their kids. They are. It's not me as a family pastor. It's not a youth pastor. It's not a coach. Although they are influential, they are not the primary one. So I so love that you are resourcing parents to be that primary spiritual influencer to their children. It's so important. Um, my first experience or my first, I don't know, taste of access was through Culture Translator, the email that you send out. And it's phenomenal. I'm not an email reader, just so everyone knows. Uh, I actually hate me email. I just really me struggle with it. Me too. Me too. And I, this is a little, Chrissy, you realize we're, we're saying this in front of the guy who has the gift of emails, Ben Sternke. Like, I, nobody I know. Can, nobody I know. can whip up an email like Ben Sternke. Yes. But it's not personal. And you're really good at it. No, yeah. it's not. I'm sure you're good but at it too, when David, I but... read, <laughs> Well, when I read Culture Translator, they give you like like this, these snippets that are like super helpful um, about like what's the popular song that's going on or a movie or a game or, or here's these words that I didn't know what they mm-hmm. meant. My kid is saying them and like, what are they talking about? And um, it really has been helpful to, to understand the language. I mean, truly mm-hmm. the name of it, Culture Translator, is perfectly named because that's what it does for me and my mm-hmm. kids. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that email and maybe even how our listeners can like sign Love up to. to get that because I feel like it's the best 10 minutes of my week for my, for understanding my kid. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to, if you go to access.org slash CT for culture translator and access is AXIS. Um, it's completely free. It comes out every Friday and says, here are three things going on in the life of your kid and how to have a great conversation with them about it. And really look, I mean, read it every week, read it every other week, skim it here or there. It's going to kind of lift that cultural vocabulary so you can feel confident and uh, be in their life. So, so, so for example, I was uh, reading our one from a few days ago and, you know, Billie Eilish, you know, she just dropped mm-hmm. a new album or a new song. And if you don't, you, you can hear the word as a parent be Billie Eilish and you can say the last name wrong. Uh, you could think that Billy is a boy's name. You can misspell the first name Billy, and all of a sudden you're missed out. You know, now she has blonde hair. She's not blonde hair. I mean, all these things you missed out. And so, and then she was accused of queer baiting this last week um, by maybe acting uh, like uh, she was interested in LGBTQ relationships, but she's not, or is she? And so, wow, what an interesting like just to know who she is, what the song is, maybe listen to a little bit of it, maybe not. Um, you'd also learn what a TikTok accountant is. And so we have like a slang of the week. And so all of these things just mm-hmm. elevate it. So when you're sitting and maybe you're driving your kid because they're 17 years old and they haven't gotten their driver's license yet because they're not interested <laughs> in it. And, you know, Billie Eilish comes on the radio. You don't feel like, oh, I'm so old. Oh, I don't belong in this conversation. And here's the deal. We had a mom... She said to me, she said, whenever I come across some kind of cultural artifact, so maybe it was TikTok accounting, maybe it was queer baiting, maybe it was Billie Eilish. Those were just three things I dropped. You could say, I don't know what's going on. Like, this scares me. And from a position of being afraid, you have two options. At least this mom had two options. She says, I either become silent and I just say, ah, oh, forget it. You know, I turned out all right. My kids are going to turn out all right. I'm tired of losing. I just am done. Or becomes violent and says, give me your phone or you can't. You can't listen to that or can't do yeah. any of that things. And Axis yeah. believes there's a third way between silence and violence, and it's confidence. And so for those of you who are listening, wouldn't it feel great to be ready 
Wouldn't it feel great to be ahead sometimes? Wouldn't it feel great to be able to have a substantive conversation with your kid about something in their world? Because look, they're not going to run, you know, a 17 year old is not going to say, I really want to empathize with my, you know, 47 year old dad. Not going to say that. Not going to happen. We we get yeah. to come into their world and show them how the gospel transforms that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah David. So then here's what happens when I hear you say that. So part of part of having substantive conversations with our kids is knowing what they're talking about. Like, who is Billie Eilish? And why does she wish she was gay? And <laughs> what is she singing about, right? Um, what is, what is Tiki Talkie? And how do I access this <laughs> interesting new software? Uh, but the other part is, man, I think most of us at some point had an adult in our lives who tried to have a conversation, I put that in air scare quotes, a conversation with us, mm. but it was basically a lecture, right? So, so the conversation was, I'm going to tell you some things and you have to take it. Open up your ear holes and stay quiet, right? Um, so the second part of a conversation is actually knowing how to have a conversation, uh, do you know anything about that? Can you help us? Because sometimes when we're ha- we're trying to talk to our kids, they experience it as a lecture, and that's not what we want, eh? Uh, yeah, love it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, it's what does that mean? Real, How do we really, do it? I think I I like to judge myself by the questions I ask and so the answers I have. Not always, but a lot of times. Uh, I like to think of a great question and how does that fit into that context? And then you have to really know that someone's interested. And so, you know, I would say for the parents who are on this, uh, my invitation to you is to download TikTok and to spend 20 minutes inside TikTok and try to be non <laughs> non-judgmental. Just like pretend uh, a bit, Ben, let's do this. Let's do this thought experiment. Like, okay. let, let's All say right. someone gives us like 30 grand and we can go on vacation to any crazy country anywhere. So okay. like our families like go on an awesome like vacation. Already. Where would you like to go? Okay. Pick, pick a country. You and I are families. Uh, man, I had one in mind. Let's go to. Uh, you man, can do it. Wherever, uh, wherever Imagine Dragons to, is touring internationally, that's where. Stop! Stop that! <laughs> that's terrible. Uh, no, let's go to Australia. Let's go to Australia. Ooh. Let's go Boom. all the way across the world. All right. Let's go to Australia. Well, Sounds let's good. just let's uh, so in our thought experiment, we hop on this plane, go to Australia. Mm-hmm. Land in Australia, and as soon as we get off the plane, you know, I just get a little uncomfortable. You know, the the accent sounds a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little bit drier yeah. than I'm used to. It's a little bit hotter. I'm from Colorado, so I like it a little bit cooler. Um, yeah. You spend a lot of time in the ocean. I really don't like the water. Um, you're mm-hmm. like, hey, let's go get this this amazing like this fish taco stand. I love this place. We're gonna get some food. Let's go get this. And so all the time that as soon as we land, what do I do? Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's too hot. I don't like the food. People's accent sounds funny. Why are we here? Man, I have jet lag. Why did I do this? I forgot to do it. So all of a sudden, I have just given you a list for every reason why you shouldn't have invited me on this trip and why you should put You're me getting back to be on the a real plane. downer, David. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the same thing. When you Enjoy land your the trip, plane, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so who, who, in this thought experiment, then, David, are, are the parents you? Is that, is that kind yeah. of or like, uh, yeah, they can draw be. the, connect the dots for us. Yeah. They can right. be. So whenever you like download TikTok. About, yeah. So when you download TikTok and you hop in there and you're like, man, it's a lot of F-bombs, man, they're making fun of parents a lot, man. They're uh, this is just really dis- disrespectful. This is a waste of time. 
Like, why are you like so energized by what are you this music? Why do you even listen to this music? These, you know, like, so when you start off and entering into a foreign plant land and you cross the mm. border and all you do is damn the cultural artifacts, then pretty mm -hmm. soon it's going to be like, I kind of, I want to revoke that. Um, your invitation into the land of Gen Z. And mm -hmm. I don't really want to have conversations with this and you're not going to really have that, that opportunity. And so I say that having a conversation, you start off with this, you know, kind of awareness and curiosity. What we like to say is the first thing you should do is these are four steps that we kind of run through every now and then. I don't know if we've ever talked about this, Christy, I'm interested in your thoughts on it. But the first thing is you have to determine if it's an emergency or not. And a lot of times mm -hmm. when you're a parent, it just feels like everything's an emergency. Yes. It's like, ah! And then all of a sudden it's like, you were just, this. So what do you do? You're in the fight or flight mode. You're in the condemnation yeah. mode. You're in the judgment mode. Mm -hmm. You're in the anxiety mode. Go ahead, Matt. No, I'm just, I'm, oh. I'm with you. My amygdala is like, you're speaking my language. Yes, I know exactly <laughs> what this is like. Yeah, keep going, man. I'm just resonating. So, you know, I would just say, is it an emergency? And that's the, and most of the time it's not. And so what you have to do is you have to practice your I'm not shocked face. Mm -hmm. And it's Dude, like, this, can I, can I share a story? Can yeah. I, can I share a story with you? So I like to, I've told the story before to Ben and Chrissy, but I don't think I've ever said on the podcast, I like to sometimes troll my family by shaving my beard off and leaving a mustache because my wife has this uh, particular disgust for my lip dragon. And so a few years ago, I'm uh, it's bedtime and I, sh <laughs> I'm shave, I shave my beard off and I, I'm, I strut because what else would you do with a mustache? I strut into my son's room, who I think is seven at the time, and he and he goes, and he looks at me and he goes, "Dad, that is disgusting." <laughs> I said, "What do you mean it's disgusting? What do you mean it's disgusting?" I said, "How do you?" He's like, "Your mustache is just disgusting. It's no." And then he no, he goes, In, "It's inappropriate." That's that's what he said, inappropriate. <laughs> A seven-year-old boy, right? I said, what do you mean inappropriate? He goes, you know, Dad, it'd be like if I said the word fuck. And he dropped the F-bomb right there at bedtime. And it was the first time I'd ever heard him say the word, the F-word. In uh, that moment, all I was thinking about, David, to your point is, do not lose your biscuit. Like, do not <laughs> completely... Blow like I had like I was working really hard on my face, not telling the truth about what was happening inside my body, because I just knew like if I just blasted him, it was over. The problem with not having your shock face is you can't predict when you're not going to need it. Like when you when, when it's you <laughs> yes. know what I mean? like because I had no idea waltzing in to the bedroom there with uh, my awesome cookie duster that my son was going to drop his f the f bomb on me, right? Anyway, I'm just I'm just. I'll, I'll shut up now. Keep going. Step one. Thank you. Don't don't Thank show you. your shock face, even when your seven year old drops the f bomb on you. Yeah, you just have to decide. I mean, if, especially if your shock face is always out there, it's pretty rough. And then the second <laughs> thing is just to empathize. Like, just remember what it was like to be fourteen years old and just your bloodstream mm -hmm. coursing with hormones, and just think about what you would have been like, Ben or Christy, with a smartphone when you were fourteen. And what would it feel like to be in that world with those pressures where, you know, high school's intense, junior high's intense, and you come home. I mean, when we came home, um, maybe you had a rough family situation, maybe you had a decent family situation, but sometimes home can be kind of a safe place to let your hair down. 
And, but mm-hmm. no, when you come home, like the phones just light up. And, and so that, then the challenge is if you don't get your kid a phone, then they feel left out. So the second thing is empathize. So mm-hmm. try to just remember what it feels like. Uh, the third thing is be curious, mm-hmm. try to ask questions, be warm. And if you don't, if you don't know what to ask, sometimes it's hard when you, if you ask something directly to someone, you could say, what, what's, do your friends do fill in the blank? What do your friends think about Billie Eilish? What do your friends think about TikTok, um, et cetera? Because it's that warm. Because again, the idea is like, you don't want to be adversaries with your own kid. And there's a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. to be adversaries, to feel like you're not on the same team, that you're not working together, and that it mm-hmm. is just always a lecture. I mean, your kids who are Christians don't have a junior Holy Spirit. They can speak into your, our world as well. Uh, and then the fourth thing is keep that conversation continuous. Be a one conversation parent, a parent who has one continuous conversation yeah. that lasts a lifetime. You know, if your kid's like in prison or the next president, that you're still going to be in their corner. You're going to be praying for yes. them. You're going to be working for their good. You're the chief advocate. There's no one more influential than you in their life. And look, if you blow it and you scream at them, you can always apologize. You know what? Mm-hmm. If you don't have the answer to their really hard question about their spiritual doubt and why they don't want to go to church. Well, you can always just say, Hey, let me get back to you on that. You're going to have that rolling, continuous conversation your whole life with your kid, God willing. And, and you know what mm-hmm. you can out look, look, I mean, I mentioned my age early, earlier. I'm an old millennial, almost 40. Like I can outsource anything. I can outsource a baseball coach. I can outsource a math tutor, you know, and art classes. I can, but Mm -hmm. I can outsource this stuff, but I cannot outsource my parenting. So Axis is here to provide you resources to help you know how to traverse some of these new changes. Yeah. Yeah, David, that's really good. And really honestly fits with a lot of what gravity does. I think about the grace and truth matrix, right? That if mm-hmm. if our listeners have been a part of a cohort, uh, that should probably be flashing in your head of, yeah, we want to calibrate both grace and truth in those and, and be welcoming mm-hmm. and be inviting and ask compassionate, curious questions. And um, so good, fits so much with what we we teach and do and, and participate in. Ben, I keep hearing from pastors uh, almost weekly, and I keep hearing my own voice tell me (laughs) daily uh, just how kind of worn out and tired and messy and fatigued and discouraged, you know, I mean, just all the all the superlatives about how hard ministry is. Yeah, yeah. Um, And we had Matt Alexander on the podcast several uh, weeks ago talking about his new uh, initiative leading these soul care cohorts and um, we decided we wanted to let our listeners know about them so mm-hmm. uh, can I can I tell you about them Ben sure <laughs> I remember I remember this episode and I remember thinking oh, I could use a soul care cohort myself yeah so yeah what, what are they all about well Matt is uh, leading soul care cohorts um, he's starting one this fall for ministry mm-hmm. leaders who want to grow in their health and wholeness. And it's 10 sessions long. Um, it works through topics like emotional health, uh, relational health, spiritual health, physical health, mental health, and vocational health. It's kind of a whole life sort of look and um, like wellness check. 
Um, mm-hmm. And you can learn more about the next Soul Care cohort by checking out the interest form in the show notes of this here podcast episode. Those sound great, Matt. <laughs> it does sound great, doesn't it? <laughs> does it does we uh, heartily recommend you all check it out yep hey everybody Respero is uh, sponsoring in part uh, today's episode of the gravity leadership podcast Respero seeks to bring healing to hurting people through life-changing conversations Respero offers the opportunity to be trained as a lay counselor which enables you to provide help to people in your churches or your communities. If you're interested in becoming a counselor or wondering if it might be a good fit, check out Respero's Understanding People course, the first step in joining Respero's counseling team. Founder Joe Bishop leads every cohort of counselors in training and continues to provide oversight once the courses are completed. Respero also offers an array of personal development courses and lessons, covering topics ranging from anger and anxiety to codependency and spiritual abuse. If you're interested in learning more about how you relate to yourself and others, consider taking the Understanding Yourself course. You can find Respero on social media at Respero Restoring Hope or online at Respero.org. We'll hope you join them in their mission of bringing hope to a hurting and chaotic world. Man, this is important, I think, Ben, because mm-hmm. there are a ton of hurting people in our yeah. churches, yeah. and they need a safe place to be able to talk to people and to yeah. get help. And so I, I encourage our listeners, if that sparks your interest, um, yeah. check them out and uh, look up their information. And Yeah, there's a link to it in the show notes. Um, and I was just reflecting on... Um, talking with uh, founder Joe Bishop of Respero, um, who was saying that uh, one of the one of the things they want to do is to have to equip churches to be able to have teams of lay counselors so that um, when hurting people uh, kind of come come to pastors you don't have to just outsource like if all you're doing is sending people to other counselors you're outsourcing some of your most important work yeah. um, and there's a lot of work that can be done by a lay counselor you don't need yeah. to be a trained therapist to do everything, you know, that oftentimes people get um, sent away to other places to do. And so, so I think it's a really good program. It's a really good course. And so if you're interested in that, or um, if you're a pastor and you are interested in maybe having some folks in your church trained as lay counselors, check it out. There's a link in the show notes, or you can just go to respero.org. It's R-E-S-P-E-R-O dot O-R-G. Awesome. You do a thing called con- conversation kits um, through mm-hmm. Axis, and they're on a bunch of different topics, right? So if a parent is saying, like Matt, I don't know what to do about a smartphone with my kid, um, they can, I don't know, search on your website, right? Like smartphone, and it will come up, and then they can get this kit and kind of helping them process and have the conversation about whatever the topic is, Yes. Yes. Yeah. The culture translator is free. And then we have a $10 a month membership to invest in your family. So my favorite resource, I, well, man, I, I really like the culture translator. Cause if you feel embarrassed or behind, it just kind of gives you that lift. 
But if you actually want to get the gospel at the center of your family, our our conversation kits are fantastic. So we have one on social media. So good. So good at just mm-hmm. contextualizing it. Usually these things, and they're designed for you to watch with your kids, so to stream them. Uh, so it's going to take some risk on the front end. It is going to take mm-hmm. some risk to be like, gosh, do I want to do this? So you should probably preview the social media one. You'll be laughing within the first three minutes. You'll be like, this will get great conversations going. And these usually push on parents a little more than their kids. Our ones on video games really solid. We just did one on emotion because we wanted to get upstream on the mental health conversation. Yes. Um, yeah. And some mm-hmm. of those other things to, to get in, t- in touch there. So that's that's where the conversation kit comes in. If you are a pastor or a youth pastor on this, or you have like a kid's small group, oh my goodness, especially you bivocational folks out there like me, I have a very, I mean, I probably do two hours a week with my youth group. Um, and we go from doing a, a Bible study on a book of the Bible to going through one of these conversation kits. And especially mm-hmm. like little kids, this will just save you so much time. And it'll be a great way to, Cause it's one thing, like we're talking about Mark right now, good stuff, really good stuff. But every now and then you kind of got to bring it back into like, how does this fit into my universe as a, like a 17 year old or a 15 year old? And that's where those come in. Yeah. Just a shout out. I watched the, the pornography one and phenomenal. So good. Uh, watch it with your kid. It's, you know, it's, it helped. And I feel like I'm a parent who nothing's off the table. I'll talk to my kids. I, I mean, yeah, there are times where I'm going to feel embarrassed or this is awkward or whatever. But I, I think Paul and I press into those conversations. And but I was, um, this sounds so prideful. I was <laughs> surprised at like how helpful it was. It really was helpful to me. So, um, yeah, really, really good. But let's pretend Matt just googled smartphone. <laughs> Because I want to go back to it, or he like searched it on Access, and he came up with this conversational kit. What does it say, David? What does he do about his nine-year-old and twelve-year-old who want a smartphone? Yeah, there's. I, I wish there was like a really easy answer. Um, there's not. I'll, I'll do a couple things. So first of all, people ask, at what age should I get my kid a smartphone? And so I just have to say, you got to back that question up because it's the wrong question. Uh, mm-hmm. Because. Um, it assumes that they don't already have a smartphone and look, your kid is only as safe as their friend's phones. Mm-hmm. And that just sounds, when a mom said that to me, it just kind of freaked me out. It's like, wow. And you know, I talked to a dad, he's mm-hmm. in, he's in LA and his son is on the, the baseball team has no interest in girls. Is this 13 year old son um, goes on to a away game on the bus with a bunch of baseball team kids. And then he is like, off the deep end on pornography because these kids just show him stuff. And then all of a sudden he sees everything mm-hmm. that you can see mm-hmm. within like the next, you know, and then like every night he's looking at it. And then his dad finds out like, you know, 20 days in on this binge and his son is super interested in girls now. And it's like, Oh my goodness, what have I done? His dad hasn't even got his kid a phone. So once I get my kid a phone, assumes that they don't have a phone. The other thing that assumes it's not true is that you have to give them the entire phone. So, the cool thing about where we are right now in our society is that parents hate phones so much and they have caused <laughs> so much pain and so much heartache that there is a financial model that's available to provide like a training wheel phone. And so there are a couple of phones out there in the marketplace. Uh, and so Matt, I'd really encourage you to look up the Gab phone, G-A-B-B. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think Pinwheel is where I would start. And so this, cause let, guess what? 
when Matt, when your kids, sorry, you know, you guys know this, that was a little firm, but when you, when your 12 year old says, I want a phone, <laughs> he does not want a phone. He wants to text. He wants to play. He wants to play games. He wants a social media account. He wants a Snapchat account. He wants those things. He doesn't want to talk to you on the phone. <laughs> he wants, he wants to ruin his life is what I hear you say. <laughs> 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 no, and and, and like here's all the my thing. friends. Yeah, yeah. We, this is where we empathize and say, "Man, do you remember what it feels like to be left out? That sucks." Do you remember when everyone yeah. laughs at a joke and you can't laugh? Do you remember when you can't contribute to that? Oh, it's heartbreaking. And so, yeah. there are so many times when, yeah, you're a part of the conversation at school, and then you leave, and then everyone else keeps the conversation going, and you're left out. So mm-hmm. another great thing is to get a couple other families that say, hey, we're going to pick a, you know, a time frame and this is when we're going to get our kid the first phone. And their first mm-hmm. phone needs to be that. I just think it needs to be really simple. And, you know, before you get before you just open in the first it, what I will do is there will be no Internet browser and no app store. I'll just turn those mm-hmm. off and I'll know every app on my kid's phone. And when it's time to get them social media, I'll we'll pick one together and then we will we'll just kind of slowly enter into this conversation. And but the the thing is is sometimes it's hard. Um, and I I would just want to empathize with all you parents out there who are in a tough spot. Uh, I was with a mom and she'd given her kid a phone a long time ago, and then her and her husband got divorced, and so now they're like trying to figure out how to traverse that. So I I went over to this house to help them because they're in my very part time youth group, and this young lady wouldn't even look at her mom. She's so mad. She's crying, crying, like pissed off, hot tears down the cheeks. And uh, I didn't resolve anything when I was there. It was actually unhelpful. And as I was walking down the steps from their house, uh, the 15-year-old said, David, the stricter the parent, the sneakier the teenager. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so deflated. I was like, that is yes. so true. That's why I love you. That's why I love you high school kids. You're so smart, so interesting. So I had to walk away and just sit in that mm. statement because it's very true, but I think it's a lie. And as I was kind of stewing on this, it comes back to, do you have an adversarial relationship with your kid? Right. And yeah. is it because are you trying to legislate their behavior modification? Because especially when it comes to technology. It's so cool having a kid at home because it's like having live-in tech support. You know, what happens? Internet goes down, <laughs> the 11-year-old fixes it. Boom, so nice. And then you try to put mm-hmm. some kind of like accountability on their phone and you try to to, to say, I'm going to wage war on this. You're going to lose. You're going to lose every time. And so I started asking people, I said, hey, strict to the parent, sneak to the teenager. True or false? What do you think? Got a lot of great answers back. Um, and actually it was great dinner conversation because it kind of invites people back into that time when they were like fighting with parents. Uh, but I had a grandfather who actually solved the riddle and, uh, do you know how he solved the riddle? He answered my question with a question and that's how, you know, you're getting close to the truth. (laughs) He said, he said, David, and so so I said, strict to the parents, sneak to the teenager. He said, David, you got to ask yourself this question. Are you raising a sin concealer? Or are you raising a sin confessor? Hmm. Doing the mind blown, uh, you know. I'm raising a sin and, factor. And, I think he just, they just, <laughs> both those little kids, they just don't know how to do anything else but sin. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> 
No, that's a great way to fr- <laughs> that's a great way to frame it. Like, I, I think um, what I hear you saying, David, is like, are you training your kid to trust their badness to you, or to keep their badness from you? Yeah. Yeah. Because we can't we can't legislate. There aren't enough rules to eliminate badness from their lives. Yeah. But, you know, the, the badness doesn't come from the TikTok app. The badness comes out, you know, the human heart. And the, and the cell phone is just a portal into all the ways the human heart can find desire to desire things that are, t- that are untoward, as they say. Inappropriate. And so, inappropriate. As your son might say. Inappropriate. Yeah. Dad, that's inappropriate. <laughs> uh, so, David, that's, that's, that's beautiful, man. So, so here's, here's the anxiety I'm feeling, and I don't know if some of our listeners are feeling this too. Like, um, the, I grew up in the '80s, and in the '80s, there was a uh, a definitive model for how to equip parents to deal with culture. Mm. In the '80s, for serious Christians who wanted to raise serious Christians, uh, there was sort of this antagonistic against culture. There was sort of this, we're going to create our own culture for you to consume, our own Christian subculture for you to consume. So it's not called TikTok. It's called um, uh, Fruit of the Spirit or something, right? And, and we do God we do, talk. We do dances to Point of Grace instead of no. Ariana Grande, you know? All this kind of stuff. We, we, we create this counter culture that's uh, derivative and also pretty awful, and we try to feed it to our kids. And then we are eventually... Hope I'm not being too caricatured here. Eventually, we find ourselves into some kind of godforsaken culture war, and we're just angry at Disney, and we're angry at whoever else, Bill Gates. I mean, we, we're, we're just angry, angry at everybody. We're just, we're just angry. angry. <clears throat> so, David, how is what you're doing different or distinct from that? Matt, there's a bridge to cross the Great Divide. There's a cross to bridge. Oh, sorry, I was quoting. You're not wrong to to try to evangelize Matt, though. Yeah. We're hoping he becomes a Christian. Today might be one the day of these of podcasts. So yeah, let me have. Wait, it. Don't you just remember okay. like a, a, a good old Christian music, safe for the whole family? That was a slogan. Yeah, it's like we'll do yeah. the thinking well, it, for you. Well, we'll yeah. let, let us let us just um, let us give you a safe spot where you don't have to think. And we'll right. we'll caricature yeah. God for you, and then this is who your God is, and it's going to give yeah. you a nice warm blanket to where you can live. Okay, so culture wars. Mm. <laughs> um, one, that's not going to work with your kids. Uh, everyone, actually, you're all on this. You all know this. So here's here's what I like to do. This is what I like to do with students, because there is an antagonistic kind of spirit, zeitgeist, when it comes to anything that's from their culture. So first yeah. of all, yeah. I like to say, look, these pro- the problems that we're facing right now have been around for a long time. Your generation is going to figure out a new way to address it. We need some people who are out there hustling, thinking, dreaming, who are God-inspired to bring uh, some wonder into your parents' and older generations' world. We need your help. And then when I think about uh, when it comes to the gospel, uh, one of, so the secret the secret of access is like connecting parents, teens, and Jesus. Like it's this intersection in a disconnected world. But really, I'm trying to work with God, gosh, I hope I, I don't want to sound arrogant on this. I'm just trying to convert people to a larger gospel. That's my mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what this means is that we cannot forget that God made an incredibly good world. So let's start with a smartphone. Okay. Any, anything you, any cultural thing you come across, 
invited into the gospel. And the gospel is not that you're a sinner who needs to get saved. That's the middle part of the gospel, and it's true, whatever. Um, it's great, and redemption is awesome. But God started off making a very awesome, incredible world. So don't start at a place of neutrality. The world is not neutral. A brick is not neutral. A phone is not neutral. We have the essential conditions for an incredible world, and God has hidden mm. So much technology and resources. It's a giant sandbox for human ingenuity. So that's where we start. And so, because people say, oh, the world's not good or bad. The Christian answer is that the world is good and bad. So it is very good, but it is cursed. It is broken. There are things that are perverted and twisted about it. And that's where we kind of enter into the world. And so then there's this man named Jesus, Israelite, comes through all these different situations, and he dies and is resurrected, as you all know this. So then as a family, we could say, how can we? And then he invites us into like the final mission, which is to join him in the renewal of all things. So I just went through four different things. But most of the times, kids just hear bad, 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 bad. You need to be a good Christian. Instead of like, mm -hmm. look, this place is awesome. It should be celebrated. And now it's our opportunity to be a part of reconciliation, redemption, creativity, or as... Um, this is a great book, man. I just got this book. Um, it's called The Country of Marriage by Wendell Berry. He has this great line about this super mad farmer. The, the poem's actually called The Mad Farmer Liberation Front. And he goes through some stuff where he's just really mad. Like, love the quick profit, the annual raise, vacation with pay. Want more of everything ready-made. Be afraid to know your neighbors and to die. So you're getting all the profit, but you're scared of your neighbors. Hmm. And then he goes to this point as he's starting to think about you know, how do we live in this world? And he says, what would it look like to invest in the millennium? What would it look like to plant sequoias? Hmm. Whenever you're raising a kid, you're planting the sequoia of your great grandchild. And the hmm. very last two word sentence at the end, which would make a great tattoo someday, but it's definitely tattooed on my brain is he says, practice resurrection. And so as we enter in this world, and I used to think like, oh, I like the word redemption, I like the word reconciliation, I like these re-words, they sound good. Like, But then they never quite captured it like resurrection does. Because resurrection means there are going to be times in your life where your relationship with your kid is going to die. Where mm -hmm. there are going to be certain situations where things, and you're going to have to let it, let, it over, let it over to God, right? And trust that, or maybe... You have to die to yourself because you don't want to forgive someone. Maybe you don't want to forgive your parents. And you have to say, is, is this a God of resurrection? Can we go from death to life on this? Can we trust God with it? And so that's when I think of, when I think of like any cultural artifact, I'm trying to take it through the like, what's good about this? What's really bad about this? What can be redeemed about this? And how can we make something better within it or around it? Uh, not just the Christian version because we lack creativity. Yeah. Man, so good, David. I feel like we could we could chat about this for a long time. And um, my guess is our listeners are going to have a thousand questions, right? They're going to be like, what about this? What about this? Um, how can they find you? What are the ways that they can um, access you or access? <laughs> um, give nice. us your, your pluggables. Yeah. I would say go to access.org and sign up for the culture translator. I mean, that's just, to me, that is, we have a lot of resources, but that is just like your kind of drip that will keep you in the conversation. Or at least like your, your kid will say at some point, how did you know about that mom? 
and you'll just smile at them and just be like, hi, oh, you know, I just study your culture every now and then because you're important to me. <laughs> and then, Hey, and then if you want to, and then if you want to take it up to the next level, like Christy mentioned, I had a dad, uh, his name is Eduardo. He was watching, uh, one of our conversation kits videos that was talking about pornography. And he said, you have taken an impossible conversation and made it possible because mm-hmm. not only invite, we're inviting that kind of, cause who's else is going to talk to your kid about it? Like if you're not discipling your kid, everybody else is. So that's just, that's just reality. And so you want them to hear about you from you first about some of these hard topics, but it makes us kind of face our own shame and face our own mm-hmm. issues. And mm-hmm. so the beauty of you'll, you'll notice that our content's not shamey. It's going to invite you to practice resurrection though. It's going to invite you to die and let Jesus renew you. So that's where I would say access.org, axis.org. And we're all about connecting parents, teens, and Jesus in a disconnected world. Awesome. Mm. Well, thank you, David. Thanks for being on here. Thanks for what you do. And um, yeah, we just really appreciate you. Yes, David. I got to run back a conversation about TikTok with my son probably tomorrow. So I'll be (laughs) pouring through past emails to see if you've got any words of wisdom for me. Appreciate you uh, being here, man. Yeah, thanks, David. Yeah, and to all the parents, I know we're supposed to turn this thing off, but to all the parents that are out there, you're going to you're going to want to quit, and you're going to want to scream at the darkness. You're going to be tempted to turn into an adversarial relationship. All these things are so hard, but you have what it takes. You have everything you need. God, God is with you as you raise and disciple your kid. And there's no one more influential than you in your kid's life. So hang in there, get a good community, grab a few access resources here or there, stay on this podcast. Hmm. We're in your corner. Hmm. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Gravity Leadership Podcast. Our show is produced by Ben Sternke, Matt Tebby, and Ben Hardman. Aaron Sternke does our mixing and mastering. You can check out his work at aaronsternke.com. If you find our podcast helpful, share it with your friends in person and on social media. And don't forget to rate and review us online as well as subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can join our Gravity community for free at gravityleadership.com join. You'll get our latest content delivered straight to your inbox, as well as an email most Fridays with curated links to articles we found interesting or helpful. To join us, go to gravityleadership.com join. And hey, we'd love to hear from you. Ask a question, make a comment, send us an idea, a recommendation, recipe, whatever. You can email us at podcast at gravityleadership.com. Catch you next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.